0: Welcome to the Triple Deek.
1: Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Triple D. Welcome back. We're here. We're ready to talk. We're better than ever. We are excited to be here for our fans of the Triple D. Now we had a we had a brief absence from the show, and uh, Joel, I understand you were having a having a small health issue.
0: Yep, I was not well, and luckily the Triple D has a great health plan. I was able to take a week off, and I was still paid for it. But now I'm back, and not better than ever.
1: Wow, well, this is the only job I know of where you could just have a week off and, and not have to do anything and still get paid. Oh, well, I deserve it. But anyways, we better uh, we better get things fired up because we've go. got one heck of a show for you here, folks. It's, yes. The season's underway. We're into week four, and I think teams are starting to get an idea of where they stand. That's right. We have uh, some teams that are
0: looking very good and some teams that are not looking so well at all. Mm. We actually have three teams that are at 3-0 right now. Okay, if, I don't know if you knew that or not, but we have a uh, stubby speech impediment, dad Smith at three and zero. Team Christmas, Roddy at three zero, and
1: Mikey Clark at three and zero. Oh, the legend himself! You know, I'm I'm happy to see Team Christmas. You know, he was kind of kind of lower in the bottom end last year, and the South End Slappers they've they've had a rough few years. I think he was better last year, but but had some troubles before that. But I'm really interested about Dan Smith because. Mm -hmm. As I recall, you know, wasn't he a bit? Wasn't he a bit curmudgeonly about the draft results? I
0: felt like he possibly had a bit of a bee in his bonnet. There was some concern about the draft time, when it was going to happen, and you know what? If that's what a bad draft gives you, then you know, give me a bad draft time every every day. Dan Smith is going to be happy with that shit.
1: Yeah, and I guess it just you know it it just goes to show you you might not feel the best coming out of your draft, but. That doesn't mean it's time to be a Richard Ponick. Oh, it, you just need to be Cooliman. Oh, oh my goodness! We're on fire, hotter. However, some hot. teams are not so hot. Tell it us about so tell us about some of these uh, these big goose egg teams. Some offers,
0: oh for threes. We have at oh for three the Wood Nichols Jr. We have the Thunder Kitties at zero oh and three. Mm. Uh, East Coast Bias and Poke Er Hole. Hashtag poker
1: hole. Hashtag I brought the hashtag, Aye. but those
0: that's four teams that are still searching for their first W.
1: Well, and you know it is early. Um, let's talk. Actually, let's let's go off script for a minute. Okay. I do want to get your opinion on this because I, I think I know where you stand on this. But but what's your feeling on trading at this at this time of year? Do you think it's a good strategy if you're one of these only three teams to try and improve, or do you think you you're better off to just kind of let things let things settle in that stew?
0: Well, I'm not a I'm not a guy that likes to hit the panic button. I feel like you have to give your team some time. These uh these averages we see early on in the season can be inflated or a little lower than what they should be. And uh, I think you need to just wait and see what happens. But you know there's some guys that uh, feel different than that and they, they hit that panic button
1: fairly early. Well, I definitely agree with you that you know you don't wanna you don't wanna jump the gun too quickly. Um, however I will say this when you find yourself 0-3, maybe going to 0-4. God forbid, 0-5, that's a deep hole to start digging yourself out of. Even if things turn around, you know, you're going to be in battles every week. You're going to have close games. You're going to have the odd guy who's, you know, third-string backup goalie throws up a shutout against you, and all of a sudden you're in trouble. When you start to get into the situation these teams find themselves, it's it's not a bad idea to start making some moves, I think.
0: Well, and this is a competitive league, and as we know, if you're lucky, you might be able to get into the playoffs with a record of, Just under 500, but if if you're 0-5, that's a big mountain to climb to get to that 500 mark.
1: Yeah, it's not unheard of, but it does happen. Now, uh, we do have a a little surprise that happened this year so far. You know, we're only a few weeks in, but so far in the NHL, um, it's a player who changed teams this year, a player who's typically been at the top of his game, the top of his position. And uh, he was he was purchased as such. and one of our own three teams actually bid on this guy. Uh, they spent50 dollars of their budget, so one quarter of their team's budget to acquire one of your busts of the year. Oh, that's right. Eric Carlson, Eric
0: Carlson. So yeah, Jared Richards actually, that young fella mm-hmm. spent like as you said, a quarter of his salary on this guy. Um, as I understand it, his average at this point is 1.4. Which you know, for a, a defenseman that maybe you uh, you paid a few bucks for, that wouldn't hurt you too much. But um, he's rated thirty third out of all defensemen at this point, which is not
1: good. And you know, like you said, it's early, and you would expect things to go up. But I think that that I think that that kind of inaction on his part is really one of the things that's that's hurting the wooden nickels. When you when you put twenty five percent of your team's budget into one player. You're pretty much relying on them, you know, being a a high ones or maybe low twos average and having the potential to go out and get you four or five points on a given night. And we just haven't seen that so far this year from Carlson.
0: Or the potential to have a guy like that as trade bait later on the season for a a big goalie or someone else that you need on your
1: team to... Even it out. Yeah, that's true too. So you know, hopefully it's just an anomaly. Uh, There is always the chance that it's just a case of too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, you've got Carlson playing alongside Brent Burns. Those two have been kind of in the top three defensemen every year, but maybe playing on the same the same NHL team in San Jose is just you know proving to be. Unproductive for I, I think
0: JR took a gamble on that. He thought this was going to be a home run. There's going to be, you know, these guys are both going to be 2.0 guys all season long. And so far, that gamble has not paid off for JR.
1: Well, but it's not Ogre till it's Ogre. That's right. And just in case you're listening, uh, Mr. Richards, and you are looking to upgrade at defense, currently there are three full time mm. players, well known defensive studs, such as Alex Petrovic, Ooh, thank- Philip. Heronic mm. and Neil Pionk. Those guys give me shivers. Well, wow, they're shivering their way to a 1.5 average, and I'm sure at this point the wooden nickels are happy to take whatever they can get.
0: He, he's in I a real know. pickle.
1: A real pickle. Um, anyways, let's move along here. We've got uh, we've got a little bit of a segment that I like to call trade trouble. Oh.
0: And in trouble.
1: So we we had an interesting, you know, breaking news announcement on our first our first ever the inaugural episode of the podcast. And what you told us was that there was actually a movement by one commissioner who shall remain unnamed mm-hmm. to put a limit on the number of trades. That's right.
0: You know, there's this person in question thought maybe uh, you know trades aren't should be considered a serious thing, and if you're gonna make it. You know, let's not
1: get crazy. Let's only make trades if it's a something that needs to be done, mm-hmm. not just for shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of looked, we've kind of looked back, and there haven't been too many trades. You know, the odd one for one or two for two. I myself have been involved in a couple of you know small time backup goalie for player type mm-hmm. trades, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's mostly worked out for both parties. But there have been two enormous a couple blockbusters and interestingly enough it involved the same two teams and even more interestingly it actually involved three of the same players in both trades so the initial deal that we had was uh team wilson sent um sent ekholm holtby pavelski and ben across to team boner and team boner sent ovechkin noah hannafin claude Giroux, and uh bishop in gold back to team wilson so not a bad. trade. It was trade. a big
0: trade. I know. Uh, you know, listening to the chat, uh, it seemed like there is a few thoughts, and maybe Wilson finally uh, got the upper hand in the trade. Got the
1: got the best of the old Boner there. I eh? think so. But interestingly, two oh, weeks oh. later, we had another trade going back the other way, going going back to Team Boner was Alexander Ovechkin along with defensive stalwart Josh Manson, and going over to Team Honest Wilson. Was Gustav Nyquist, his old friend Braden Holtby, and Eckholm on D. Sort of a similar deal in some ways. Well, kind of odd. Ovechkin, Eckholm, and Holtby both went for a quick cup of coffee on someone else's team and then came back to where they started from. So at the end of the day, when you look at the when you look at the end result, basically team Wilson ended up sending Pavelski, Ben, and Manson across. And in return, got Hannafin, Giroux, Bishop, and Nyquist. Now, we did notice as well that Hannafin within the week was dropped. Lasted a week on Team Wilson, now he's on uh, Team uh, Boner. No. Oh, sorry, team, team Dingus. Team Dingus, your team. I'm on a too much dick talk here. So, you know, we kind of we added things up. We looked at the averages. We looked at last year's. And all said and done, it's not a bad trade, you know. Team Wilson kind of ended up with two starting goalies out of the deal. And Team Boner ended up with basically no starting goalies. But here's my question. Do you think that this is simply a deliberate effort of Team Wilson, Team Honest Wilson, to try and break his own trade record?
0: You know what, I, I feel like Team Wilson is possibly looking to do that again, but, you know, maybe all this heat on him, maybe this is the year he he brings it down a notch or two, but, you know, maybe this these two trades
1: would be called much ado about nothing because in the end, not a whole hell of a lot happened. Well, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Anyways, folks, we are very excited to uh, to bring to you... Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have a special, special guest, don't we? A very special guest, a very special feature on the Triple D podcast. Our first ever call-in guest. That's right.
0: All and right. it's not Colin. No. It's, it's the sexiest man in the uh, league, not Powell. All right.
1: So we're going to give our old friend Matt a little dingle here. A little
0: Okay, we have a special segment for you. Uh, Big Stick
1: League member Matt Powell is on the horn. Hey there, Matt, how you doing? Good, fellas. How are you guys doing? Oh, pretty good. You know, just holding down the fort here and uh, and doing a little hockey research. That's what about it. what about yourself? What are you up to? Oh, I just watching the Oilers play. <laughs> How's that going? Play the, uh, play the Penguins, you know a sore spot for me, but uh, the Oilers look good. McDavid looks like uh, a beast again this year. Well, you know, it's funny that it's funny you say that watching the Penguins might be a bit of a sore spot. I think, you know, in the history of the league, I don't know if there's been as much of a shocker as as when starting goalie Matt Murray was just dropped to waivers. He had no place on Powell to the people. Um, you know, yeah. would you like to take this opportunity to kind of clear the air on this matter and tell us what happened?
0: Well,
1: wow. for starters I'll say I don't have any regrets about it. That's for no. damn sure. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets at all. The guy's uh I think he's gonna be the AHL by the end of the year. He's gonna get traded. Oh bold prediction. And then he's gonna be uh going to be out of the league. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, you so you're know, feeling good about it. Only time will tell. You could yeah. you could come out of this looking pretty good. That's true. Yeah, now you know.
0: Now we have another question too. Uh we, uh, as you know, in the in the Big Stick, we have a group chat, and um, yeah. we noticed <laughs> that at times we we seem to uh, not have you in that chat, and we're wondering is it, is it something we said, or is there a way we can maximize your Big Stick no, experience? I, I needed time to collect my thoughts, you know, to really really think about what I did and if it was the right move, and that little break has taught me, you know, never look back. Oh, interesting. Oh. Well, we're glad to have you I'll back in look there. forward, you know. Ah, I like that. Well, if you if you feel like the need to do it again, you know, well, now we'll understand. We'll give you maybe a, a few hours on away from
1: the chat, and we'll we'll bring you back when the time is right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Well, you know, and I like that. I like that kind of your new outlook is always looking forward. And and so far this season, you've been a bit of a forward-looking manager. You you bucked the trend. You know, usually guys are trying to scoop up two or even three starting goalies sometimes, and and you've kind of been a pioneer in the no goalie hashtag no goalie movement. Um, well, so far I am one and zero. We'll say one and zero since the since the drastic move. Actually, no, sorry, one one. One one right, right now, now, but but I'm pretty confident about this week, so you know. Two and one. I could have a winning record with no starting goalie. Well, I, for one, am interested to see, you know, what happens. That's always the highest price players typically are, are you know, even middle-level goalies going for $40, 50 So if there's a way to, you know, save a couple bucks, I know at least one league manager would be interested in that. That's right. Well, we're
0: in, that's yeah, that's man. interesting to hear your strategy. So maybe this will be the year that the no goalie gets the job done. <laughs> Confident yet, but we'll see. It's a long
1: year. Well, we took a little peek at the st- at the stats. You are actually second overall in goalie wins. There's a couple guys with six, and you've got five. Uh, but it it almost what? seems it almost seems like the other part of your team might be might be slacking a little bit uh dead dead last in plus minus you know minus you know, 27 minus i mean minus 27 you know Holy that's... What, you're, you day got day? a you oh, got, got a plus you got a plus <laughs> minus like the teachers defense core and uh <laughs> and uh you know you're you're very close in your points for and points against i think you're only one point apart but you're fourth lowest on points for and fourth lowest on yeah. points against so who who do you think really needs yeah. to step it up on your team here? I really need uh old Victor Hedman to start picking it up for me. Yeah, start get some start yeah. getting some elite, elite scoring from something. the D Man. And uh I don't know, I'm not worried about Marchand Really I need Dubois to do something. Panarin's usually pretty good. I got some good forwards, but my D is definitely uh defense is not looking good this year. Well, you know, if you're ever in the market for a good D man, I'm always willing to trade one for a starting goalie. oh, oh, oh no. sorry. Oh, oh. oh sorry, Martin, my mistake. I just force a habit. Well,
0: we know this young fella has to call it a night here. He's he's got a big day ahead of him tomorrow, right? What's on the schedule for big, tomorrow? Big day, you know. Big big morning, and then uh, get to the old job and try and keep some mold some minds of oh. the youth here out in Calgary. Well, that's good. Well, it was good to talk to the Big Sticks sexiest uh, manager, and we're hey. good to hear from you. What? Rude, <laughs> well, I'm right here. I just no.
1: want to say, you know, I appreciate the uh, the call, appreciate the guest honors, and uh, I'm up for doing it whenever you guys want. You know, whenever you need some, some uh, tips from the West Coast, you know, let me know. Some hard hitting analysis from Matt Powell. Well, I'm sure we can make this happen yep. again soon, and uh, yeah, you know, we it's... Can, uh, see how it goes. You know, so, I'm always available. Always Sounds right, good, buddy. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you later. All
0: right. Boys, have a good one. See ya, brother.
1: See ya. Oh, wasn't that nice, catching up with our old friend, Matt Powell?
0: Well, bless his heart. He's a good man, and it was good from the call-in. You know, he, he had some insight
1: for us, and he wasn't afraid to to talk from his heart. Well, and you know that new movie's out, First Man, where they chronicle Neil Armstrong and, and stepping on the moon. I think this could be the sequel, First Man 2, the first call-in. That's right.
0: And uh, you know what, I I would like to hear uh, from more Big Stick members as this this season goes on. Maybe we can have a few more characters get on here and have a few uh, chats and a
1: few LOLs. Absolutely. This league is filled up with guys who have the face for radio. And if you want to hear your voice over the airwaves, you could be in studio with us. Or if you're far away, you could certainly call in and join us over the air that way. That's right. So that kind of wraps things up for another week, Joel. Uh, we've got a few days. Yes. We've got a few days left. Make sure everybody's checking their lineups, checking you know, checking their goalie goalie starters. No mistakes. And remember, don't, don't be a boner. boner.